Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast. I'm Anand. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to the Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior. Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hey guys, welcome to the Y Coordinate. Hi Akshita, how are you? How's your week been? Hi Anav, uh, it's been fine. It's been great. Actually, I got my COVID uh, first dose of COVID vaccine, and I'm super excited. Although I was, yeah, I was. almost dead for the next two days to come after it but i'm still super grateful for getting it you know finally been waiting for it since since i think the start of lockdown last year everyone was talking about when the vaccine will roll out and you know finally getting it i was very excited so yeah uh, yeah it was an eventful week <laughs> thank you uh, and you, you know i i i got myself vaccinated as well yesterday but my slot was booked like day before yesterday at like 2 a.m. or something like I got got it in at the last, so oh, it is wow. quite. <laughs> um, it is uh, quite quite exciting to get that. It's yeah. almost like a competition to get your slots. Um, exactly, it's become like a lottery thing. I mean, it has become like a competition. If you have a slot, you are like, oh wow, you have a slot, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So in in the city that I'm in, in Indore, a, a truck uh, was found just lying on the side of the road with. Uh, 2 lakh which is i think 200000 vaccine uh, vials inside it unclaimed so people were you know saying where what happened and where it happened and so then there was like talks about how you know there's excessive wastage and all of that uh, so i like i am so desperate for a vaccine i'm okay if you give me one from that truck also <laughs> just give me something <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the same. I was like, I'm, I'm surprised there was not a line of people just starting jabbing each other, getting their own needles and doing that. But yeah, yeah knowing yeah, India. Yeah. All right, uh, I guess it's time to introduce our guest for the evening. Uh, I don't know if she'll kill me if I tell you what her nickname is, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. I will. I will. You will. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> guys, this is the last episode of the Y coordinate. <laughs> <laughs> for our last episode we have uh Pranita Vasan from uh Mumbai slash Hyderabad whose nickname is Popo uh, who's going to be joining well, us today. Yeah. <laughs> so now he's dying so <laughs> just prepare for your last episode guys. Yeah, this is the last episode. <laughs> It's been nice knowing all of you. <laughs> okay. So uh Popo why don't you introduce uh, yourselves to our listeners? Yeah. So hey, I'm Pranita. That's what I like to be called. And like Anand said, I'm uh, from Bombay slash Hyderabad. Like I'm supposed to be working in Bombay, but because of the lockdown, I'm in Hyderabad right now. I uh, grew up mostly in Hyderabad. I'm a lawyer by education. I studied in National University Jodhpur. So Jodhpur is another different city that I lived in. And um, well, now I'm going to be school. and um like i switched i switched low roles from law to uh, consulting a couple of years back so i've been a consultant for a while now and um what i like doing mostly uh, advice is like i'm a, i'm a big fan of like more sports i like watching a lot of sports i used to play a lot of football but then i had like a bad knee injury so i don't play much anymore uh but like i still do follow football and tennis and cricket and um i'm learning to play golf because it doesn't affect my knee at all now So yeah, the retirement game is like my thing now. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping to learn properly before I move to Canada. But then this uh, lockdown came again, so uh, I don't know how much of it I'll be able to learn. That is an exciting sport to picking up, and I think there's a very nice uh, golf court, uh, golf court or golf yard. What is it called? Course, course, course. course. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I got all my sports mixed up. There's a nice golf course in uh, the Markham area, and go play sometime. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. So hopefully, I would have learned properly by then, so that I can go there and not embarrass myself. That's okay. I'll be there to be like the if if I survive this podcast, I'll be there to uh, make you look good. So don't worry about it. Okay. So I have to keep you alive till then. Yes. Incentive now. Incentive. You have an incentive to keep me alive. Yes. Um, okay. 
So let's let's jump into our discussion for the evening. And I mean, the topic you selected for is one I thought we would have done as like our second or third episode. I can't. Yeah. I, I don't understand how. <laughs> I think it was a first first choice. I remember in like a first choice for a first episode. <laughs> yeah, we we were like, okay, fine. This is a good topic, so we'll we'll leave it for once we get a little more experience, and then it never happens. And quite excited uh, that for our last episode we're choosing uh, this topic <laughs> you know i feel like our followers will actually feel like this is the last episode <laughs> we'll have to give a disclaimer not our last episode right? <laughs> yeah um, it all yes, depends we on can introduce, okay yeah, so the topic, the topic is uh, uh, i mean the okay in in why coordinate fashion the topic is why should you quit your job and travel full time um but the actual or why topic shouldn't is shouldn't you or why should or why shouldn't you depending yeah. on where you come from yeah yeah <laughs> okay so let's start the discussion by talking about uh what is it yeah talking about like when was the first time we came across this sort of this concept of the nomadic lifestyle you're not tied to a nine-to-five desk job and you're in one country for a week and then where else slower than that but basically you're constantly uh so uh Popo, do you want to go first uh yeah So I won't say so much as like a nomadic lifestyle is what uh, I would have heard about early on, but I think the uh, the love for travel has been there since we were quite young. There were a lot of travel uh, shows that used to go on, and I, I remember at least me, I used to like sit on weekends and watch these shows and hope that I would also get to like travel around like that. So I think the the passion for not having to a nine to five job has been there for a lot of us for a very long time. uh we just didn't see it around much also probably because traveling has a lot to do with having money and uh probably like when a lot of us were growing up we didn't have too much of it or our parents weren't used to spending that much so uh but like like when i actually noticed it was uh recently uh, one not recently but around 5 years back i was traveling um uh in vietnam and uh, we were living in this hostel where there was this i can't remember very clearly now but i think they were an american couple that had decided to sell their house car everything and they were traveling across the world and i remember i was traveling with my brother and a friend and all of us were just shocked we were like we can't imagine people like selling everything they own to travel right like even now probably i don't think i'd imagine it like i love traveling but i guess um like a lot of it is also to do with the fact that i have some place to go back after it i don't think i i don't know how comfortable i'd be uh, living a nomadic lifestyle interesting we'll we'll uh, dig deeper into that in a bit uh, how about you akshita when was uh, your first exposure to this sort of concept of the nomadic lifestyle yeah i think very similar to what sanita said um i think it started off with a love of travel so i don't know if a lot of people know this but i've lived across a lot of cities uh in india 10 10 plus and i've seen like different variations and different terrains of indian culture and that's i think that's when i started really enjoying the actual travel part and not just visiting cities and taking them off but the actual travel aspect of it um and i started working really recently right i started working just like one and a half years ago so for me there was this concept of you know working 9 to 5 anchoring you down did not exist to exist till very recently but um i think in the last few months that i've been traveling quite a bit um uh, i have come across these people who they don't have an agenda in life like i mean that's a great thing they don't have a plan like a five year plan or a 10 year plan that they need to be in this particular city or they want to be doing this or they want to be working here and they just live in the moment and they travel and few of them are backed up with as again sanita said you need the money for it a few of them do have that but there are also a few of them who just uh, figure their way out like they work or they volunteer and they move to a different place and then they work as something else uh, either it's freelancing or either it's a an artist or someone who's you know actually just helping to manage the place or administration so these are different ways that i've seen that people are actually getting through without that money and for me this was a very mind boggling concept of people just not having a plan and just existing in the now which was beautiful also scary but uh, yeah i think we can go forward and see how it makes me feel maybe going forward in the discussion so yeah this was probably in the last 6 months i've experienced a lot of such people and it's really been amazing 
what about you anand nice so uh, unlike both of you up until let's say 10th grade of high school i absolutely hated traveling uh, both in terms of like going on vacations traveling via planes trains or in general commuting for road trips for even like an hour like i was not a fan of traveling at all by the definition of that word and then in 11th standard was when i went on my first international trip to singapore and malaysia and and that completely flipped the switch in my head i was like you know this is such a uh, different experience and it just is it just it, it's almost surreal to be in a in a different environment a different country and that kind of got me addicted to it uh, but obviously the core concept of especially international travel is extremely expensive so it was always sort of like a luxury that you would do once a year uh, then in 2013 i was in port blair in the andaman and there i met this scandinavian couple who just you know quit their jobs and they were here just chilling for a month or it had been two months and i was like that is like i can't even think of that sort of a lifestyle especially you know that was i was in my engineering undergrad peak of you know being in the indian rat race where you know you are thinking three years ahead and not like you know just taking a day, uh, month off uh, but that got me interested in it but I, then i still shunned it as something uh, as a luxury of first world countries where there's a lot of you can just go back pick up a job as a uh, as something and you'll still be fine the second time i came across this was uh, uh, as as a form of actually a potential viable option was when i read the four hour work week that was last last year in 2019 and that was when i kind of realized because i don't know if you have you guys read the four hour work week by any chance no okay so in no, in no, that no. book in in that book he literally spells it out in terms of you know how you actually make it work and reading that and i highly recommend reading that that book has definitely changed the way i look at life now but upon, amongst other things like it spelled it spelled it out for me in terms of how this could actually be a potential viable option as well as in south i was working in southampton and i had a colleague of mine who what he did was he would work for 6 months a year and those 6 months he would live extremely frugally like our uh, cafeteria in the office was extremely subsidized so you could get a meal for 4 pounds the average meal in london would cost about 12 pounds so it was already subsidized he would still not have that and go to a supermarket and get a 1 pound sandwich just to scrimp on money and then the remaining 6 months he'd go to like a ski lodge and then just spend 6 months skiing and burning off his savings then come back to the uk and rent some people and he had no job security every time he would come back he'd have to find a meal but looking at these examples i thought this is you know something that can potentially be done uh, but again as we'll dig deeper into it i i started also realizing the potential cons of this sort of a lifestyle so yeah what's what's the next uh, question here? um but like so my point is a lot of people want like it's a great thing like everyone's really excited about travel at least the three of us we're all excited about travel but and this concept of you know quitting a job and traveling full time is very appealing but then again there are i mean i want to like so the first thing for me is what is the intention of you wanting this so what's the intention of you wanting to quit your job and travel full time is it because you need a break is it because you did not want to work anymore in your life and you just want to live in the now and just whatever or is it something like you don't like what you're doing currently and the only other option that you can think of is travel so i feel like the intention behind why you want to do this also matters in my case like in in these cases that i mentioned if it's something like you just don't like what you're doing uh you can always look for another job and that might kind of give you the same kind of satisfaction maybe but it might give you the same kind of satisfaction that traveling would or if it's something that you know um you need a break then you can either take a long vacation or a lot of people take a sabbatical as it's called like if you've worked for few years five years six years and you need to take a break take a six month off so i feel like the intention also matters a lot before we actually you know start thinking should we or should not we do it so what are your thoughts about this so uh yeah actually com- i completely agree like uh even um even when i thought about it when we first were discussing uh this talking about this topic i was um i was wanting like why one would quit their jobs to travel like everybody talks about how much they love traveling but uh if they were to do it like all the time like for a year or two years would they still love it as much right like i'm i'm not so sure i would either and um so like i i guess so far like i haven't done it so i don't know what my intention would be but 
I think like how much ever I've traveled so far has always been for a break for like a, a couple of weeks at the max, three weeks at the max. So um, it's always been like a good break from what I've been doing. And yeah, I do love traveling when I'm there. It's like really exhilarating. Um, it's it's so stress free. Um, so maybe if I were to do it for a year, I don't know if it would still be that exhilarating or stress free. Uh, but uh, everything like all my travels so far at least has been um, for a break. So even I'm not so sure about what my intention would be behind uh, like quitting a job to travel. Okay, uh, my. So the reason why I've considered quitting my job and traveling. Uh, can you? So generally, when you talk about um, quitting a nine-to-five job, uh, it's because like I, the reason why I was thinking of it was because my job would not allow me to have fairly long vacations. At most, I could two weeks if I was lucky, and two weeks once a year is not sufficient time to. A, if you want to cover a lot of countries, a lot of destinations, it's not a lot of time you get in a year to do that. And second, uh, the kind of travel we generally do on these week-long, ten days vacations is fast travel, where you know a destination, you go through all the sites in three, four days. But there's an alternative style of travel called slow travel. You spend two, three months in a city, in a country, you basically live there, adopt the lifestyle of people. So that is a style of travel that I want to experience at some point of time. And uh, the second thing was obviously the opportunities, at least for me and the kind of jobs, is very limited. So those were like two reasons for quitting or. Essentially, quitting that job and then you know taking up something which again there are a lot of cons which will. And I also think so. Just add to add on this, uh, onto this part, I also think that it's important to know if you're going to be traveling forever. I mean, is it a forever thing, or are you looking to come back and work again? Is it like I'm going traveling the world for three four years and then I'm going to come back to my home city or home country and then go search for a job again? So I mean that is also a kind of factor which you can or you should be taking into consideration because if that is if you do want to come back then you also have to keep that in mind right you need to you need to account for those missing work years i mean nobody likes it but you always when you have a gap in your work experience there's always a question so that kind of meant that kind of uh, mental block will always be there in case you want it so i don't know i feel like it's important to know what you want to do if you want to come back or if you just want to do this forever so i think like um why that's like even i thought about even i had like the same thinking for a while but i think that's like it's just probably how we brought up to think that like we have a career trajectory we have to follow a path and if we take a break for 3 4 years we'll be um reporting to someone younger than us so which um i guess like now if you, if you're like taking a break to travel for 3 4 years now like that's considerable life experience and not everybody has like the same ambition right no, not everybody wants to be at the top of the ladder not everybody wants to be ceo or like partners so um like i mean it depends on what you personally want like right now even like i mean <laughs> three of us are going to business school so right now like we we are quite ambitious i guess so uh, but um like i don't know maybe i think these things change as you as you grow older yeah, yeah and i all sorry actually go ahead no go ahead yeah. <laughs> so I also feel that like why you're traveling for like these three four years, for example. Uh, I mean, anyone doing this realistically will be doing something on the side over the internet in these years, whether it's something related to tech or marketing or social media or whatever. All the different kinds of remote jobs that you can potentially be doing. So technically, it's not going to be a complete gap in your resume, like like you imagine, and plus. I mean, depending on who the recruiting hiring manager is, I know in India it's going to be definitely frowned upon. But in the West, I know that this is something that can actually make you kind of stand out uh, compared to your peers. And if you have like a deep, because before quitting your job, if you had a good education and you know job by degree, that's not going to go anywhere because you took a year off. So I think those are things that we kind of put in as additional mental blocks. Uh, for ourselves, which may may not be there uh, in the hiring. Yeah, that's true. yeah. I feel like these are and also kind of taken as life experiences as a friend, which make you richer in a lot of. I mean, in my head, it's always we have known to be stable, and there's always good to have something to go back to 
and the concept of you know starting all over again like quitting that taking this big break and then starting all over again with no stability is something i think that's ingrained uh, in a, i'm going to go out on like a lot of indians because this entire concept of stability and you know you need to have a plan is something that's there but yeah we can so oh, i think right. more than a plan like sometimes like i don't think i have like a very fixed plan about what i want to do i'm flexible about like changing my path along the way or something but i still like to have like the comfort of um someone or or at least some place to go back to right like if it's family um like if you want to go back to like your husband or your wife or any basically any partner that you want to go back to or go back to a family in general like i think i like the concept of having that to go back to at the end of the day Agree, I agree. Okay, when we were talking about traveling, uh, quitting our jobs and traveling full time, I was assuming it was going to be with like a significant other spouse. I can't, I honestly can't imagine doing it by myself at all, especially if it's for like three years for sure. I was, yeah, actually, yeah, I, mean, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess, but it's like how how easy it is it going to be for like two people to have like same same thought process? But I guess like a lot of people do have it nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. and i feel like it's also i mean a lot of people do start off doing this by themselves and then through their journey of you know somebody, traveling yeah. they will find somebody who has the same thought process and if things work out i mean if it's in in that um, i mean in if they do end up becoming wow i sound like a child right now <laughs> like if they do get into relationships or whatever that's great but then also i've seen a lot of bunch of friends just doing this like getting together finding that like we have the same kind of ambition of just traveling the world and doing together so yeah that's also something i mean for me i had not really thought of a significant other at all till the time you just mentioned it anna for me it's always been either like a solo thing thing or like having some friend or someone who has the same kind of ambition and just is ready to give things up and take the risk but <laughs> i don't think a lot of people are ready to do that <laughs> two people to like decide together to like give up like their careers and like travel uh usually like it would take like some like serious incident that triggered it or like yeah i think um, yeah like i can't imagine people just just one day come to the conclusion that they just don't want to do this anymore and just want to travel it's so difficult to actually just organize a trip like a weekend trip with a friend yeah. like there's so many cost factors involved and there's so much back and forth yeah i don't think like, the odds of actually deciding to quit and do that is very very low now that you just mentioned it yeah but on the flip side i feel like the f- number of two like two people traveling together is generally ideal because one person traveling alone can kind of get lonely and sometimes it's like Very you know it, it's convenient if you travel with at least one other person and mm-hmm. if it gets the group size gets bigger than two then there's always like when you travel in a group of people everybody wants to do their own thing they everyone's going to have their own interests somebody wants to go to the pub somebody go sightseeing and it starts splitting the group when it's only two people then it's either you did you're doing what you want to do or you kind of adjusting for the other person so that equation leads to less friction and i guess again your perspective is kind of Uh, dependent on what you see around you so in my travels i've seen a lot of people who are like couple traveling or backpacking across europe or southeast asia and in terms of social media travel influencers i follow like 35 travel couples so then <laughs> i've consumed so much of that uh, kool-aid that uh, that's all i see when i think of traveling full time i only think of like doing it with a but yes i mean it is theoretically possible there are other people uh, who've done that with like friends and stuff but they're more like okay one trip they go somewhere with a friend then one trip they'll go alone and then they'll keep looking that sort of but it's not like a constant companion um but honestly oh, sorry yeah no i was just going to say that don't don't you think it's like i mean obviously it is a risk when you yourself like quit a job and then travel to decide to go travel full time but it's also a bigger risk when both you and your partner decide to do it at the same time so there's literally no safety net for you like there's nothing to fall back on do you think that's a factor yeah th- that is but i guess again we're talking about i guess we are three indians talking about this from our yeah. Uh, yeah. sort of mindset but the people that i imagine in fact i don't know of a single uh, indian couple who kind of does this full time the closest person i can think of is a a junior of mine from undergrad but he also kind of does this does this on and off uh because the mindset again that that sense of security requiring that sense is uh 
very different based on where you come from. So for like these people, especially like Europeans or Canadians or Americans, like I guess at some some part of their head they know that you know even if they quit their jobs, they go travel for a year, they take a year off, they come back, they'll be able to find a job. And in in their head, there's no like sort of this competition or this rat race that you know you have to get the job. You get any decent white collar job and it'll pay as much as probably what they were. So that that. Uh, difference in in mindset i guess is that and uh, i think more importantly having healthcare covered by the government right like if there's like a serious emergency for which you want to go back like policies can like at least like a lot of the first world countries have healthcare covered right so you don't need like tons of money to like survive but like at least for us in india we need like to have lots of money if we have like if we fall sick to be for like to be able to cover our hospital expenditure so we do need some kind of security true and and then the forex rate differences also screws over because if you earn in yeah. rupees and go spend in uh, like a scandinavian country you'll probably spend what you make in a month in like a week there whereas when they travel to like this is foreign exchange arbitrage where you know you go from a country you earn in a country where the forex is more strong and then you go like for example someone who works in london who was working in london and he has his savings in british pounds and then he goes travel southeast asia for an entire year i think he can he can survive that quite easily as opposed to you know someone from india going to europe and backpacking that is again another reason why this and like when we were talking about uh, like traveling as a couple or with friends maybe i think like another like very ideal situation that i found when i was traveling in europe was like splitting up for a few days and then joining people back so that's what i did um like um, like most of my friends like we were traveling four of us and um three of them wanted to go to like netherlands and i'd already been there so like for a week while they were in netherlands i went to paris and then i joined them back in bruges so like i thought that was also pretty ideal like for a week i got to do anything that i wanted but then like i joined them back when uh, then i feel like it just starts getting a little lonely yeah i think that's like the perfect mix you also get your own time you can you yeah. know get to explore things by yourself but then also you have you always know that there is someone that you can yeah. go back to yeah that's a great yeah. yeah i think i'm going to keep this as like this is a great way to also have your own experiences and not being limited by what others are doing not limited but like going along with someone yeah okay let's let's uh, get to talking about the cons or arguments against not quitting your job and we touched upon a few of those things but let's dive up popo do you want to go first yeah i think we mentioned quite a few actually uh one is obviously uh the security or money aspect of it uh i, I think a lot of it also stems from how one likes to travel whoever i've met um who like quit their jobs sold property to travel um they they don't mind like living in hostels like even if they have kids and like they're traveling with kids uh but um i mean i guess it depends on how one likes to travel i think uh i like to travel like a mix of both like i don't mind hostels at all but i also do like uh, a decent amount of luxury so um and like with luxury like comes money so like even if even if you're work even if i'm working in some place like getting a little bit of money here and there i don't think it'll afford a lot of luxury when i'm traveling so i think like um, money is a big aspect of it and um and uh, also like i don't know how how much this applies i just think it's the kind of perception that's being built like where it, like i saw a meme the other day about how um and i felt very attacked by it <laughs> it basically said this generation is all about traveling that's like the entire personality is built around traveling and nothing else and um this is like that's kind of true like i think anybody we speak to nowadays are they like so what do you like doing it's always i like traveling like everybody likes traveling right like it's we're literally a generation where everybody wants to travel so um so it's like a perception being built and like although uh, like a lot of people probably can't afford it like social media is kind of making them believe that they're not living their best life by not traveling so i think that's like quite a negative aspect very true so uh, i mean adding to that i feel like do you uh, do you think our travel or the way we travel the itinerary that we build for ourselves what we end up doing 
is kind of governed because of social media as well like do you think the yeah basically the way we travel has has that been influenced like or do we do things just to post about it on instagram uh, nowadays your thoughts yeah i actually i won't say people travel just to post about it on instagram like uh, like yeah maybe quite a, like i don't know at least i don't so i'm assuming <laughs> like i'm assuming my mentality is what everyone also is thinking that is it is like really exhilarating and really stress free to travel and yeah while you're there yeah you click pictures you post it on social media cuz um one is a memory for you one is a conversation starter cuz when you're traveling people are like so hey so i want to go where you go and visit or like someone else is like hey i've been there too did you visit here so it's like a good conversation starter and uh, it's a memory for you but i don't i don't know how much people actually travel just to post on social media it's very expensive <laughs> it's too expensive to do it just for social media how about your study what are your thoughts on um yeah uh, yeah i think parita just pretty much touched upon what i think i don't think it's i mean if you are a blogger and if you are a travel influencer and if you are a social media influencer or you're trying to be one then yes a lot of people's agenda to travel is to showcase the luxurious lifestyle even though they're not actually living that luxurious lifestyle so mm. they might showcase that they are in the best uh, anand you might know the best influencers and the best places to go to because i know you're into this but yeah they might show that they're living in this really fancy resort but it might not really be the case but they're trying to build their portfolio so basically instagram is now like a portfolio for a lot of people you're building your resume in a certain way um but yeah i think the people i know and also in terms of this particular conversation i don't think people would want to you know quit their job full time and go travel for the sake of showing it to the world or like putting it on no, social no, media sure. or being inspired by social media my right. question wasn't about you know take making exclusive trips just for the sake of posting about it on social media but more of in terms of like let's say you take a trip like you take a trip to some destination uh now versus maybe 10 15 years ago when social media wasn't a thing do you think your habits or what you choose to do have they changed a little bit um yeah for some for me if it's like a short term trip then yeah i would probably uh, social media would influence me it will show me you know where what and the things to do basically what are the things to do but then if it's like a long term trip if i'm planning to stay in a particular so for me this entire concept of traveling is on not itineraries or not like things to see or do it's more of actually you know trying to live in a place for more than 4 weeks or like a month mm-hmm. and just living life as it is there as the people live there uh more more than you know doing the touristy things and visiting place so it depends if it's like a short term trip then yeah i think i would let social media influence me and i'd go to these influencers and see what they're doing and kind of you know want to do the same things but if it's like a long term trip then i would do the complete opposite like i do everything the social media influencers are not doing or <laughs> yeah that makes kind of sense like do the yeah, real local going to the touristy thing yeah. places is like a thing now at least i try to do that i'm like yeah even i, I really going to a touristy place like uh, let's try to avoid that <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what it depends on the intention of trip like if i'm going to just like visit a city and like see the these places then i'd love to like do it but yeah if it's for me to actually live and experience the place then no that's probably what my answer is because i've so of late i've really struggled with Uh, how much social media influences my travels like i wrestled with making it too much a part of it so like when you you know when you're traveling somewhere when you're experiencing something how much of that should idly be captured on your cell phone versus experiencing it live because there's a there's a psychology study which says that if you're actually focused on taking a picture your memory actually doesn't remember your focus is on capturing but the the holidays where i haven't captured too much of it and posted about social media i have this sort of feeling of missing out where i feel like you know, i should have taken more pictures and the ones i do end up taking too many pictures i feel bad that you know i kind of spent too much time taking pictures so i'm not sure what the right balance cycle. yeah i'm not sure what the right uh, balance is but when i look back at let's say 2009 was our first trip I don't remember taking a lot of pictures and like you know of course I carried a camera at that point of time cell phones weren't powerful enough so we had those digital point and shoot 
but they weren't like the focus of every activity every site that i visited that was like a secondary or a tertiary thing okay that okay we're here so let's take a picture and those pictures never got posted anywhere and they're just there as sort of memory so that was kind of what or the key rather is to travel with somebody else who likes traveling who likes clicking pictures <laughs> i think i think that i realized is is my key like i i'm a terrible photographer also and i think like i get away with it really well because like i'm never in charge of taking photos so like whoever i'm traveling with is like has to click photos and i'm like i'm enjoying in the moment <laughs> somebody else is capturing it yeah that's yeah. very true i think one of the like the few most memorable trips i've ever had have been with me having like a complete phone detox or like i don't even have a camera so like phones my camera like a phone detox and yeah i think more than pictures yeah so the traveler who is with me hopefully i should have someone for one trip i had the person with me also had no phone so basically all we have is memories for that trip but like one of my most recent trips the other person who i went with had like a camera and like a gopro so it was it was also not like a very stage photography but it was also like just documenting the real life which i feel like is the perfect mix this entire concept of like a gopro documenting what you're doing in a day eating walking whatever whatever you're not doing anything specific just for the picture so that was yeah. i was so excited by that and also not just your habits and activities but everyone else around you as well so like for example if you go to a destination that's fairly popular or instagram popular you will find a lot of crowd of people just trying to click pictures and cameras and dslrs and you know they've just taken over the entire thing with that being the focus and no longer just you know admiring the location you're in and so yeah it it marks the experience for someone who's like for example if you go there and you're not looking to get pictures but everybody else is just crowding that place up to get pictures uh, also kind of spoils it for everyone uh, yeah i yeah. think i just recently yeah. saw like a meme of like the leaning tower of pisa just people just standing like that <laughs> no <laughs> and that's hilarious because you just see a bunch of 100 200 people just standing with their arm out and in that entire picture the funniest part was there was nobody actually looking at the monument or the structure you know actually yeah. looking <laughs> at it <laughs> which was hilarious to me and also but i guess like the picture thing, thing, sorry sorry yeah yes finish it no i was just saying because of such a thing then the monument the, the point of a monument changes from its whatever historical or cultural history to just being a photo spot exactly so that's and i mean we're going yeah. completely off the rails but i think this is also true of concerts <laughs> these days if you were now everybody has their phones oh out God, and they're yeah. trying to record a video and nobody yeah. watches it nobody watches those concert videos after like getting done with it or even if yeah like, exactly i wonder why they like maybe it's for like instagram stories maybe i don't know like like in that moment to tell everybody or at the concert i don't know because yeah nobody ever listens to like concert music as a memory like you look at like travel photos and you're just yeah. like hey yeah I remember that and it's yeah. still fun but yeah. like nobody ever listens to like concert videos <laughs> at so, least i don't yeah. I I don't know yeah. if someone's posted like see one Instagram story is fine but some people like mm. literally try to post the entire concert as Instagram exactly. stories. Exactly, you just skip skip skip. skip. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember I, I was at a Coldplay concert uh, in Bombay and uh, there were it was it was large right like I think there were it was one of the largest concerts it India has had it was part it of the global scene one right yes. and the only thing i remember was like looking up and only phones like i just remember it was just phones 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 everywhere like i couldn't even see the stage at one point yeah yeah i think the, i think that way i'm so glad i mean i know anna we are shifting off conversation here but i just like i had one thing here i've only been to one concert in my life till now and that also was a brian adams concert because i love brian adams and fun fact brian adams was also the first artist i like I actually downloaded a song and listened to consciously like when I was like in fourth grade or fifth grade so for me it was like an entire nostalgia thing mm. and why I loved that concert was because nobody was on their phones everyone was just in the moment and enjoying and it was also older crowd it wasn't yeah. like as young people I was you know, just going to say that like yeah. it probably be like a slightly older crowd where they're actually enjoying the exactly and that's I think that's why I enjoyed the concert so much everyone was so much in the moment and even that that made me also keep my phone inside and like not sit and record the entire thing so yeah which is great 
Okay, yeah. Back to topic. I know Anag is just like. No, no, I'm trying. I just don't want to. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I'll make one final point and then move on. So, like, even mm-hmm. even this whole thing about getting us vaccinated for COVID, people have made mm-hmm. that into like a social media event where they post about it. And <laughs> uh, I was going to do it myself, and then I stopped myself. Like, a, it's no longer a novelty. Yeah, it's thank you. The rest of the world has done it, and B, it's like. Cool. So yeah. going back to our <laughs> discussion about yeah, we were why... talking about the different cons of yeah, yeah. Uh, quitting. So uh, Pranita mentioned that money is is one big aspect. Security, of security, yeah, and also I mean, the perception. The quality of travel that you can do definitely is, like, for example, mm-hmm. let's say you work in a high paying job and then you take two weeks off to go somewhere, which is you know. Let's say even traveling as a digital nomad, doing social media marketing, you can't always live that same kind of lifestyle. So that is true. Uh, what else? Yeah. Um. I. Um. Yeah. So I think that this entire concept of traveling full time for like long periods of time, suppose you say three years, four years, you also kind of. I mean, I don't want to separate, but you distance yourself from family or like from people in your home city. Mm-hmm. So you do make a lot of. you meet people you have a lot of experiences but then these are very rich but short term experiences that you have versus the most stable long term relationships that you have in your uh, home or wherever hometown or everything so i mean it kind of depends if you are someone who it, it depends on what you prefer and what your preferences are so i think sometimes people tend to detach themselves from their roots because they then just travel which might be a con but if that's something that people want to do then that's a pro so it's like a perception i don't know have you have you ever i don't know why i'm the one asking the question <laughs> you please you can <laughs> have you ever like like been uh, have you ever gone traveling where you've met somebody that like you've become really close to and are still really close to and in constant touch with yeah definitely yeah definitely Yes, I will tell you more about it, Panita. It's it's my just recently. <laughs> okay, for what you want. Uh, I can't, I can't think of any at the moment. Uh, but but uh, on so on some level, uh, in the past three four years, I've switched cities so many times. I've lived in like seven or eight cities across three countries in the past three four years. That's kind of like the slow travel that I was talking about, being in a city for like four five months, and so I mean there obviously I've met a few people, and I'm 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 sure that's not exactly what you were look asking for. Like I've I'm not I can't come across someone that I met at a pub one night and then we became best of friends like we're still in touch. And even if I've met those kind of people, I mean I'm connected to them on social media, but you know we chat on a regular. Uh, but uh, the thing that I I have suffered through. is that not only are you not getting getting an opportunity to be connected with your family back home you also cannot make roots like you cannot grow roots because every time you start to make some sort of friends you start to get un- some sort of familiarity of your locality you get up and move so you're not able to form those stronger bonds which you could if you you know were Uh, set in one place True. so that i think is a huge uh, con how, how about and you think to add to pranita what you asked um, so i said yes i have had like i've met people who but then i again think it's about the timing right like by with time you probably drift apart and for me because this is so recent because it's been a few months that's all um, that's why i feel like yes i have met somebody and you know you've stayed in touch with and you stayed close and traveling has made you bond better but then again we never know how things go a few months or years down the line so i just wanted to add that yeah, yeah. i mean yeah actually i asked that because uh, i don't think i have like yeah i've met uh, like some really fun people that i've been close to while i was traveling uh, but like after a while they're just like people you follow on social media and like you see their life unfolding in front of you but you have like almost nothing to do or be a part of <laughs> Sure, exactly true. exactly so yeah. i mean as as an example um i'm sure you have friends if you moved cities in in your lifetime whenever you would have had friends you probably are not in touch with them as as much as your friends from the city you were living in and as an extreme example of this also the reason why long distance that distance is there so uh but uh, as a to play the devil's advocate this version of kind of making friends works 
if you do revisit those destinations again so like what a lot of people do is that they keep traveling different destinations around the world but there are a few places that are kind of their hot spots so like bali is obviously a big big uh, hot spot for these sort of digital nomads so there you have a circle of friends and sometimes if you are in the circle of people who travel quite often you'll meet them in one city and then few months later you meet them so that is a way it can work out but i don't think it's very realistic to you know have met someone in in like one city and then thousands of kilometers yeah. Those, uh, yeah that's true that's true i yeah. was also thinking of one particular i don't know this is maybe me because that's the kind of person i am but uh, right now when i'm working i see these nomadic travelers and i want to do that and i feel like i want to do that but there's nothing that says that once i am a traveler and i'm moving around in different cities and i'm living there and in my travels i have a couple who's a power couple and like a ceo at some particular organization and you know they are taking a week off and they're traveling and i don't know how i will feel when that happens i don't know if i feel like you know fear of missing out that oh wow i mean they're doing this and they're still that so i don't know if this is a thing but maybe i might feel something like I think it's difficult to decide where the balance is like not having missed out like the peak years of your life traveling but uh, also um not have like regretting like not like not being ambitious enough with your career yeah so it's a very fine line between yeah, yeah. and i think um, pranita mentioned it uh, briefly the so for me travel is also like you guys said it's a break i see it as sort of like a reward you know working hard and having this sort of routine mm-hmm. life and then you reward yourself because if you get too much of this then it sort starts losing its value so like for example mm-hmm. watching a movie on netflix or watching a tv show on netflix is something that i've always kind of refrained myself from that kept it as like a reward on the weekend or maybe even once a fortnight sort of and off late i've kind of been slacking off and i i watch netflix quite quite a bit and now the kind of happiness or satisfaction i derive out of it is not as much like it's not as exciting to open netflix anymore and hear that netflix sound like it used to be when i was kind of and i feel like with travel it'll probably be the same like you know you're getting it in too much dosage and that sort of the fact that it's kind of scars the dopamine hit that you get from is limited is going to call also kind of mar the experience actually funnily enough i was having like the exact same conversation with a friend uh, just this evening where um i was talking about like i was talking about the show kim's convenience is what i just finished watching and she said like she didn't uh, like it so much and i was just like yeah i mean i guess uh, it takes like a couple of um, episodes to uh, build a connection with the characters but once you do like it's great like i loved it yeah. and i said the same thing with shit's creek right like actually mm-hmm. shit's creek took me like like a good three attempts to get past the first five episodes i think but mm-hmm. then like i think now it's one of my like most favorite shows so um like i was telling her about like how maybe like show like shows off late like it takes time to like build a connection and you know like but it didn't it didn't take so much with like modern family and friends and stuff where like you watch it and you can continuously watch it you don't like you don't wait to like develop a connection with the characters and she said the exact same thing she said then we didn't have options like we got like a few sitcoms on tv and we watched those like now we have like the amount of options you have to like continuously watch is what's not making us happy with what we have at all i i mean i agree with you partially i actually have a few points which i feel so one was that the tv shows that you talk about modern family in fact modern family is the last mainstream sitcom that aired on like national television in the us after that everything is kind of gone into these streaming services and the thing with those tv shows were that they had to be a of universal appeal and they had to be of high quality from the get go because you know you only had a pilot to capture someone nowadays the tv shows that are made are a can be a little more niche like all the netflix shows even the comedy ones they not that sort of universal global appeal kind of show. some sort of niche generally a little more scandalous and titillating than what could be aired on like regular tv shows and then they know that they have that sort of runway because they release one season at a time so they can be a little slower so i feel that is the reason but because even now i feel like if someone starts watching friends uh 
if they've never seen it before they'll still like it even if they kind of binge it i, I don't know that's my opinion <laughs> what do you feel yeah, actually probably. on this we've completely gone off the rails but <laughs> yeah i don't know we're just like completely off topic <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a great conversation for a different podcast as well Anand. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Why the TV shows of the past decade were much nicer and this generation I think it's a just... perfect topic and I think we can get plenty time it on. <laughs> we'll on do a well. part 2 with Yeah, I have a lot of knowledge about sitcoms in particular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watched it sitcoms. that is that is granted she doesn't kill me at the end of this episode <laughs> uh, slowly giving you more and more incentives so that i can incentives to stay alive <laughs> uh, so yeah but like coming back to the conversation does anyone have any more cons if you think that are there uh, both the entire mm, apart from stability finance relationships uh, yeah one was there you know too much of a good thing is not good that yeah, i mean that absolutely. that argument the other yeah. one for me was that you know now i want to start drawing roots i want to start having a circle of friends having like a sort of familiarity in a city because if you keep switching then okay fine that that exci- initial excitement of oh exploring is there but then it comes up the cost of you know not having any familiarity not having long term yeah, yeah. that's and, eventually i would imagine it can get extremely mentally drain like i'm already starting to feel exhausted by this I, it no longer attracts me anymore uh, and also just sorry uh, just one thing i mean travel we're talking about like a stress free travel and you know this is a relaxing you want to travel the world and no stress of a job and everything but when you're traveling you also do have a constant stress of how you're going to where you're going to stay how you're going to manage expenses where are you going to go next or yeah, how yeah, you're going to yeah, travel yeah, so i mean yeah. i don't really think i mean there is obviously that additional stress that is also involved so i don't know if it's completely stress free and as luxurious and yeah it's as it sounds this is also laborious like it's also like a tedious task of you keep keep yourself on your toes of saying that okay i need to live on a budget and what yeah. next true true and and travel is extremely especially talk if you talk about international travel with connecting flights and baggage and going through customs and immigration all of that like i i, I still like to this day find that extremely extremely stressful like if i have an international flight i can't sleep the previous night because of how stressed i am so <laughs> 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 and yeah. again like pranita said if you have the money to pay for it then you know buying a business class ticket making it like using money to get rid of some of the problems that come with travel that's true i feel like if you have money you can get rid of like half the cons that you have noticed today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so like to sum it up would you like to answer like the question now would you quit your job job to travel full time or not <laughs> Oh, do you not no. have an answer yet? Uh, uh, no, 100% no. And okay, and the, one more point that I want to add to this is uh, there's something called the hedonic treadmill where, the, again, this is kind of related to that reward or too much of a good thing point, but slightly different. So the, like whenever your lifestyle gets upgraded in some form or fashion, you get used to it very quickly. And then after a point, it stops being... like something that makes you happy or gives you satisfaction and then you look for the next way to upgrade and that is kind of what will happen if you continuously travel and you know you keep uh, doing it like the excitement of being able to do that away from the 9 to 5 will wash off quite quickly and then I, I, I yeah even if uh, even i i won't i probably won't say 100% no but uh, in all probability as of now no i don't think i'd quit to uh, quit my job to travel like um it's i have actually seen like some really ideal situations like uh, I, i remember meeting this uh, couple again in vietnam where they both were academicians so, like they were university uh, they were professors in a university and like it just seems so ideal like they get like two months of vacation where they get to travel and they go back to their jobs and then again in winter they travel for a bit so like i always thought that was that's quite an ideal situation but it's just so restricted to just that one profession yeah and also that profession is pop- famous for paying like the more least possible salary so you're definitely <laughs> not going to very nice hotels and stuff yeah uh, yeah but but yes i have seen, especially especially in the tech industry i've seen i have a friend uh, who works in uh, in a tech company and 
he mostly works remote so he can keep traveling all the time if not for conferences he just he just travels and work so and he gets paid well and unlike finance and consulting his working hours are also fairly digestible so i feel like that's a sort of uh, situation yeah i think that would be my answer. Like- so yeah that would be like my ideal situation that uh, work while working i mean at, at least now how the world has changed in the last one and a half years two years virtual working has become like the new thing and it's also quite hopefully should be continued going forward especially in like the smaller firms and uh, smaller firms yeah. not the bigger ones but yeah i mean my ideal situation would be something like this uh, work remotely virtually so you always have like that stability or that stream of income that you do but you can choose to work from whichever country you want so then you're actually living you're not as a nomadic traveler you're actually living in different countries while doing all the traveling things but also working that yes. best of both worlds and i think like some people are able to manage their time really well like i know there's this uh, one manager in my team in consulting and he um he manages like his schedule so well that between every project he manages to take uh, like a two week break to travel so like if he knows a project's going to end on a particular date he will make sure like the next two weeks Uh, like his week his leave weeks so then he'll travel and then get back to the next project that that that's a perk of consulting for sure yeah. but but the the challenge with that is that you don't have control over when you get leaves it's kind of dependent on when the project ends so like if you're trying to coordinate with your family or friends then yeah, it's that's... it's uh, like yeah i i also my lifestyle has also been like that which on some level i really like because i could take a guilt free vacation there was nothing to come back to like otherwise if you quit it like if you go on a vacation in any other job the rest of your mm. colleagues are still working and you know there's progress happening you need to come back and catch up but with consulting when you get done with the project and another one is yet to start it's like it's like literally the vacation between two classes in high school like you get done with ninth grade and then you get summer vacation yeah, <laughs> yeah. but then you can't choose what month or what week or yeah. what weekend it's very yeah it's difficult to coordinate with the second so that is like but i think the best alternative is what i guess most people of our age and slightly older than us do especially if like you try to try to squeeze in as many holidays you can during the year taking on vacation and you save up on the rest of the time i think that that if you can squeeze in like two or three vacations in a year at least yeah and plus our generation is like um, famous for changing jobs often so like squeezing in holidays between jobs is another <laughs> alternative <laughs> generally though it's in my experience has been the opposite way you know the notice period is longer like this notice period is still there and the other company wants me to yeah yeah i've heard that as well quite often cool this is probably the longest we've had an episode going so i think we should wrap up this discussion and move on to the next any final thoughts closing thoughts guys um i think we have pretty much covered all of the pros cons and a lot more yeah Definitely. <laughs> okay then. So yeah. it's time for our final segment of the podcast. Uh, Pranita, since you're the guest, uh, we like to go first. Uh, tell us about a funny or insightful incident that happened to you, or something you've read or seen in the past few weeks. A funny, insightful event. Wow. Funny <laughs> or insightful? Funny or insightful? Um, something I. I guess funny. It, it it's not so funny. Um, like when you say it out loud, but it's quite funny in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, <laughs> so basically, the the thing is, we think my mom is down with uh COVID because uh she she had fever for a bit and uh and then in between she said she's lost taste and um so I was cooking the other day because she's in isolation completely. and um and i think i forgot to uh, and just that morning i was talking to her on the phone and um uh she was like i think i'm better now i think my taste buds back and then um then i made like then i made lunch and i think i forgot to add salt to the food except so like when i had lunch i thought it was quite disgusting and then my mom messaged me saying hey the food came out great today and i was just like so we know who's like having her taste buds back <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I saw it coming. Like as soon as you said uh, uh, lost the taste and you were cooking, I'm like, yes, I know something happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Anand, do you have anything? I feel like I've already proclaimed before this call that hi guys, I have nothing today. <laughs> uh, I I also can't think of anything funny. It's I mean, fine. It's fine. I think our viewers by or our listeners by now know that. Our lives are quite <laughs> eventful at times and then limited at other times. So, yeah, yeah. It's like peaks, high, 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 no lows. Okay. So I wanted to introduce a final question in this podcast, which is uh, to Pranita. Who would you like to see featured on this podcast next? From oh, oh, yeah, I'm also surprised. I'm like, what is this new question? <laughs> I have a. Uh, Hero idea. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind uh, Alexandra Ale Ale. Like uh, I, I was her uh, partner in uh, the trivia that you held, and uh, she she was so she was so sweet and she seemed so fun. And um, I I've decided that I'm going to go visit her in Peru because it's my it's it's been on my list of places to go forever. I I wanted to do the Machu Picchu trek before I turned thirty. So I've, I've already told her that I'm, I'm coming to visit you. That's uh, yeah. that's so sweet. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess um, hopefully we'll have Alexandra on this podcast soon uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we make it. But uh, yeah. in the meanwhile, thank you so much for joining us today, Pranita. It was lovely having you here and. As you can clearly see from the length of how long we've been recording, we've had a blast <laughs> going off the rails. Thank you for having. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you so much. I think it's it's been a lot of fun. I think this is like a topic which all of us love talking about. So it's been like all of us just sharing our thoughts and stories and experiences, which is amazing. So thank you so much for being here, Prate. Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm going to stop recording. Now. Yeah. I know.